it go? What's up? Hey, everybody. I hit the wrong button. All right, so the 25th is Christmas. The 26th is Boxing Day. Do we have anything for the 27th, 28th? I, if you'd asked me, like, if you'd put me on the spot and asked me what day it is, I actually wouldn't have known straight up. All um, right. Well, uh, from that now part on, of the year. Uh, from now on, December 28th is going to be Pat's Interference Podcast Day. I like the idea of that. Happy PI Pod Day. Uh, it's good to be back with welcome you. Welcome back. I'm Patrick Nord. He's Patrick Brickman. This is a college football podcast called Pat's Interference. P-A-T apostrophe S interference. You get the joke. It's full. Yeah. Anyway. Um, hope you enjoy uh, this pod. We're going to be talking. Uh, it'll be short. We're going to talk at the playoffs. We'll go over some of the bowl games and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I've done more watching than you have. You've, uh, you've done exponentially more. I don't know the last game I did turn on. I peeked into the Mayo Bowl last night. I didn't watch it. Uh, that's what North Carolina's defense did last night, too. I'll be honest, uh, going into this podcast, uh, whether I'm right or wrong, he and I have very different feelings about bowl season this year. I've been very um, sort of apathetic, and uh, you just love ball, so you, you, you're all into it. And that's okay. There's, no, there's neither wrong, neither one of us is wrong, I suppose, but we're just going to talk football and we're play some chat, NCAA man. 14. That's it. We, just, we play NCAA 14 while we do the pod. Um, if you're listening on podcast, uh, thank you for listening. Join us on Twitch, twitch.com slash Pat's Interference. Um, but yeah, let's, let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and get into it. I'm going to pull up my phone. Uh, chat, apparently somebody's having issue with video, but that's just one person. So hopefully Forrest figures it out. Did everybody else has video? <laughs> okay, so look, yeah, it looks like I, Boatman does have video. I think we're all right, but I'm just so happy we have friends. This feels right. Thanks I'm, for tuning I'm, like, in, by I'm the way. excited about this. Jalen Milrow in the lead for the Heisman in our NCAA 14 game. That's um, right. I'll pop that as up be. as I let's, scroll through some of the stuff going on. Let's a couple things right quick, just right off the bat, because this just happened. Yeah. Jalen Milrow was at the Rose Bowl press conference and just offered up the information that Bill O'Brien told him to switch positions last year. <laughs> I think the podcast needed this nugget Dude, today. Bill O'Brien is such a rat, bro. He's the worst. He, is, he sucks. He's the worst. He, he sucks, man. I hate him so much. His weird, like, butthole chin. How dare he say the thing that I was also saying. Like, we said that week, too, but we didn't say to his face. <laughs> that is true. That is Like, fair. I'm not going to say to the guy's face. Like, we've sucked at our jobs before. Nobody's going to come up and tell us we suck at our jobs. And that's what he said to, to our friends. Apparently, yeah, this just he, is probably, this press conference is probably still going on right now. He, he just said, said that to our good friends at ABC 3340. Our, yes, absolutely. Um... Uh, that's yeah. wild, though. I mean, I don't. That's that's the sort of insight that Alabama players don't often give you into the program. No, you know they normally don't say stuff like that. It's very. Interesting. I feel like Jalen's good for that, though. Um, look, check out our check our out offensive offense. rankings are through the roof. We're first nearly, in every, in every dude, stat. nearly sixty points a game. Yeah, we're we're doing all right. Let's play LSU in the rain. I love it when we play as they wear LSU, their purple jerseys and yeah. NCAA fourteen because they never wear white. Mm-hmm. Never. Which it's is, interesting to see how it could be though. Uh, I really do like this. I think this is my favorite LSU jersey. I'm not going to lie. I do like the way they look in their white jerseys. Um, okay, let's let's go over a couple of the bowl games. Um, early last week, shout out our families, by the way, because we both went to the beach for Christmas. We did. We did. It was we were of... like right next to each other in two separate weeks. You went um, the week after I got back. Christmas at the beach, it, it felt a little different, but I, I didn't I didn't hate every aspect. I wish it had rained so much when we were there. We yeah. had a lot of bad weather. We we had uh we had a little bit of rain, but we also we lucked out with the weather the last couple of days I was there. But shout out to our families, great Christmases. We love you guys. And we hope everybody listening and watching also had a fantastic yeah. Christmas. And I hope you're like I hope people are watching right now warm and cozy. I hope Forrest has got a little blankie with a little hot cocoa. I hope he does too. He would look so cute with a little blankie and hot cocoa. I hope he's not too hungover. Yeah, me too. Uh okay. Uh, Celebration Bowl was awesome. That was Florida A&M and Howard. Uh, the vice president was there. Kamala Harris was I did Harris? know that. I saw Harris. that. 
goodness. Kamala Har Harris. I did it twice. <laughs> Kamala Harris. Nailed it. Uh, was there. Um, who was, whose name was it earlier this year? I kept calling him Trevor Hunter instead of was Travis it, Hunter. Was it? Yeah, no, it was Travis no, it Hunter. Was, uh, it was Shadur. I called him Shadur Stevens instead yes, of Yes, that, that, that is correct. College football podcast been doing this for 10 years now. Thanks for asking. Uh, Rattlers won. It was a great game. Uh, they were a huge favorite, actually, and, uh, and nearly choked it away. But it was a real back and forth game. There were some wild penalties in that game. There was one play where on a kickoff, uh, Howard's kick returner kind of bobbled it and then just was like, okay, well, I'm just going to kneel down in the end zone. And then right when he was taking the knee to go to the end zone, his back was like facing the field. Mm -hmm. And this Florida A&M player just cracked back to him. Ooh. Just ruined him. Oh, yeah. it, it, was, it was pretty gnarly. Um, Jacksonville State and Louisiana played a great game. Uh, Louisiana's been in the New Orleans Bowl like seven of the 13 years that it's been a thing, by the way. Which is insane to me. That's over half. Yeah. Good job, man. Yeah, I did that math real go, quick. Um, App State Miami played in an absolute monsoon, and it was super fun to watch. Jade was very concerned about their socks. That is one that I keyed into, because I always like to see what App State is doing. Now, now tell me about these socks. Jade, do you want to go into the App State player's socks at all? Oh, I would love to. Come get closer to the mics. You got, you got to get over here. <laughs> Sorry, we made her get up, but we're, we're bringing in our, our third consultant. Where's the mic? It's on my shirt. Okay, you don't have I'm to very, do that. I'm very <laughs> worried about how pruney their toes and fingers were. The word pruney got mentioned from Jade like 15 times. Like they probably had sores on their feet. Right. Well, could you see that it was pruney or are you just worried about it just like as a, oh, she, like as a concerned I mother? Just ask if they were showing their toes on broadcast. I guess fingers more. No. Oh, I, I see what you're saying. No. But, I mean, fingers and toes. That would be an insane camera shot. If you could zoom in all the way to get somebody's pruney fingers. Well, I know you could. I just hope Stop. whoever the equipment manager was just like Jay, took all you, of the equipment. Lean in a little bit more. We can't see you. All, took all of the equipment and just burned it after that night. Because there's no way you could get all of that mud and mildew and everything out of there. I, I asked Jade what she thought the locker room was going to smell like. Oh. Like right when she was taking a bite of a cracker. Mm. I, I thought it was about to go everywhere. I it really did. It was upsetting to me to watch. All right. Do you have anything else you want to bring up? Just while you're over here before I make you get up again? For those of you who watch like every week, Jade's usually sitting right there. And if she's comfortable, she could stay. Uh, no, I think that's the only bowl game I'd like to lay in. You got it. This time. You got it. That's six. So make a man miss. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, so yeah, App State won 13 to nine. Go Nears. Uh, we had some duds the rest of the week. Uh, UCLA picked it up, 35-22 win over Boise. Um, and then yeah, ODU choked away a 28 point lead. I did see, I saw, I didn't watch it, but I saw that that happened. To lose there to were, Western Kentucky. There, are some great, there have been some great games, so I do know that There have been some really much. cool games, yeah. Uh, UTSA and Marshall. Uh, UTSA finished this off a, uh, a nine-win season, actually. They finished with nine wins. Um, Whoa! Uh -oh. Oh, this <laughs> That's is, a touchdown! This is a Bama LSU game, isn't it? Oh, boy. <laughs> should have just thrown it to RB. Oh, boy. All right, so I started us in the hole. That's all right. That's all right. Uh, here, you want to just go through the rest of these and ask? Pick some, pick some of the ones that stick out to you. I've watched almost all of them, and I can tell you a little bit about each one. Good, because I've watched almost none of these. <laughs> um, College football podcast. Yeah. Uh, but uh, let's see. Um, why did South Florida beat Syracuse 45-0? And That's, why did you pick Syracuse? 
I picked Syracuse because I watched that South Florida team play against Alabama earlier this year, and I was shocked they made it to a bowl. That's a team that barely lost to a, to a playoff team. And they apparently were very good. <laughs> apparently, we underrated ourselves then Maybe because we, we started a lacrosse player at quarterback. Maybe we did. Maybe um, we did. Yeah, and then uh, the next one, Georgia Tech-UCF was a great game, too. Uh, Georgia Tech uh, pulled away there at the end. Um, Gus Malzahn is either awesome or terrible when he's calling games. I wonder who's, uh, who played a quarterback for Georgia Tech that game. Haynes King. Okay, yeah, I forgot Haynes about King, that. Your yeah, your boy, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your boy. Um, speaking of which, we should probably... Uh, I wanted to talk about them later. I don't know why I'm bringing them up. I watched Texas A&M last night. Uh-huh. Uh, their third-string quarterback, because remember, starter... Injured, mm-hmm. Max Johnson, portal. Mm-hmm. Third string quarterback broke his wrist uh, first play of the game. The what the fact that we had to do that is is really the major reason that I haven't get, gotten myself as much into bowl season as I normally do. And it's it's been lingering. It's been ever like last year was a little bit less than the year before was a little bit less than the year before. But this was the year that I think it hit me the hardest. Where and I'm just kind of getting us into that conversation. Go ahead. Um, not that. Uh, it's just the main storyline in every single game is who is missing the most players and who's missing at what positions. And I've had trouble getting myself excited to watch games under that context, I believe. I think that's why the early part of the bowl season was so much better this year. Yeah, and I could have thought of it that way. Now, granted, what I will say is the two, I think, okay, so there's two players from yesterday especially that set out, mm-hmm. and you can name them. US, USC would be... Oh, we're talking about Drake May and, and okay. Caleb Williams? Okay, so Caleb Williams sits out, yeah. and then their backup sets the Holiday Bowl record for touchdowns thrown in a game. Right. Uh, in the Holiday Bowl, not okay. in a game. Yeah. Um, uh-oh. And uh, I thought I could sneak past him, you know, get up 15, 20 yards. Mm-hmm. Um, his name was Miller Moss, great Georgia quarterback name. Mm-hmm. Uh, threw for six touchdowns. I remember Miller Moss as a recruit. And it was fruit. an awesome game. Mm-hmm. Uh, UNC West Virginia, not as fun of a game, but uh, UNC's... Backup didn't look horrible. Yeah. He didn't look good, but he didn't look horrible. Um, ooh. And, uh, oh, Ja'Cory Books, no longer playing for Alabama, by the way. Um, Is he several? Uh, Louisville. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, so those games were fun, but I, I get what you mean. Like, it's it's getting annoying to be like, yeah. oh, well, if we played with all of our players, well, shut up. Like, yeah, sure, I bet A&M probably would have played a lot better last night had they had Evan Stewart and two of their best pass rushers. But they didn't. Yeah. And it was a great game, and Oklahoma State played a great game. Like, that's that. It sucks. I hate that it is the way that it is. But this was part of the product of, you know, everybody whined and cried, well, we need to get a portal, you know. It, we need to make it easier for players to transfer. We need NIL, whatever. Whatever you want it to be, this is part of the byproduct. And you can't you can't change one thing of the sport and it just works for everybody all of the time. Yeah, I think and that's the thing is I haven't actually even hated transfer portal like as much as most people because yeah. it is pro player. Yeah. But it is rearing its head for me in bowl season and I I think I'm learning about these bowl games the exact way I want to. I don't want I can't bring myself and it's okay that you have been able to, but I haven't been able to bring myself to care immensely about the bowl games because we might get a cool Miller Moss moment, or it might end up being a good game. If I'm hearing that USC is in the Holiday Bowl, I want to watch USC in the Holiday Bowl. I don't want to watch the remnants of these teams. Yeah. But I enjoy hearing the cool moments from you. But so, I, especially, and it's harder over the holidays now that it's more less Christmas, yeah, more yeah, New yeah. Year, and I'm, you know, the th- it's a little bit less family oriented right now. It's a, a little easier to turn on the TV, and of course, I will. Much, the closer we get to the playoff, I pay more attention to the things like the Cotton Bowl and things like the the Orange Bowl. I will. 
probably have on TV as much as I am not excited to watch it. I'm going to turn it on more out of intrigue. But when we're talking Northern Illinois, Arkansas State, but my thing is, did that's we, probably not coming on. Did we, that was a ball by me. It was a really good throw. Um, did we care about those games before all this? No, I shouldn't have said that one. But I should. I would have watched the USC game yesterday. I would have been much more interested. So in... So here's what I think we should do. Uh huh. As a podcast, a college football podcast that's good for the good of college football. Right. What I'm going to do is tonight I'm going to put together a list. Hey, you were traveling. You were with your family. You didn't watch bowl games. That's okay. Yeah. But you're still a fan of the sport. Here's Not a list a of idea. 10 bowl games that you should go watch the highlights from because they were super fun. Don't look up the score. Don't look up who won. Just go watch the highlights. Because you can find like a 10-minute highlight rip of the yeah. Jenny College. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. If I remember to do that later, I'm going to do that. Do that. Absolutely. That's a, that's a great idea. You, you can... You can be the, the bowl game watcher for people like me who are lazy. Uh, Duke beat uh, Troy. Bull City. Um, I was wanting to ask you, how did that, how did that, how did that Birmingham Bowl go? Um, I, it's the one I watched the, le- the least <laughs> of. Uh, we were uh, traveling and uh, this, that, and the other thing. I just didn't really turn it on very much. Uh, I did watch the first half, and it looked like Duke started really slow and then started to pick it up. And I mean, mm-hmm. they scored, you know, they only scored 17 points, but they held Troy to 10. Granted, Troy was missing their coach. Duke was missing their coach. Mm-hmm. So maybe you've got a point. Maybe this does suck. <laughs> They're missing their coach. The quarterback that's playing for Duke isn't even the quarterback that's going to be their starter next year. It's going to be Malik Murphy. Uh, North, stuff like that. Northwestern beat Utah 14-7. I don't think any of us saw that coming. Mm-hmm. If you would have told me at the beginning of the season, A, Utah only makes it to the Las Vegas Bowl, and B, they lose to Northwestern when they get there, yeah, I would have smacked you in the face. That's an insane thing to have happen. Uh, good for Northwestern to turn the program around after getting rid of that absolute loser, Pat Fitzgerald. Even though I don't really want to see it anyway. Oh, that's six. Bah. Uh, Coastal whooped up on uh, San Jose State 24-14. Uh, Bowling Green and Minnesota played in a really chippy game. I don't know if there's... I mean, there's history there because Bowling Green beat him in a bowl game a couple years ago, and a lot of people call that like... I'm really proud of you right now. Why? You watched all of this. I watched a lot of this. I'm so proud of you. Uh, The only games I really (laughs) didn't watch were when I was with my in-laws. Yeah. And, like, it it just wasn't the right time, and I didn't really care. Um, But, no, uh, this game was super chippy, but I just remembered it's because Bowling Green beat... Minnesota in a bowl game like two or three years ago, and a lot of people wanted Pat Fitzgerald gone after that. So that was kind of probably a revenge game for Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota's ESPN brought it up on the broadcast like 800 times. By the way, did you know Milrose hurt in this game for us? Um, no, I didn't. We have a lacrosse player starting right now at quarterback. Um, that doesn't make any sense. I just I, my, the last play we did with him was throw a touchdown pass, and he wasn't hit. It's or very, been, oh I guess boy. he could have been hit. No, oh, jeez. Um, <laughs> You'll be down oh, to Ty boy. Simpson soon. Oh, boy. Uh, but yeah, so uh, Minnesota's quarterback uh, had to get called back in by uh, P.J. Fleck, mm-hmm. who was like, hey, I need you to... Oh, he injured his pec. He'll be back soon. Um, Ouch. Can't relate. I've got really, really strong pec muscles, so... Oh, that was a bad pass. Um, but P.J. Fleck called him back. He had to cancel his wedding planning. Like, they were wedding planning. They're getting married in like two weeks, and he had to tell his fiance, like, hey, I can't help you anymore. Like, I gotta go play in this bowl game. <laughs> and so, like, every single... It was cool for, like, the first, like, yeah. three or four times they did it, but after every play... She's like Taylor Swift at a Chiefs game. After oh, every they play, showed, they yeah. showed her reaction. And I was like, all right, dude, we get it. Uh, but it was cool. Good for them. Um, that is I, a cool story. I really wish I could remember his name, because I would say it right now, but I cannot... I did not see that safety there. 
I don't know how else to I mean, try and catch that. Um, so yeah, that was a cool game. Uh, let's see, what else was there? I promise we're almost done. If you're like, please stop talking. Uh, Texas State over that, Rice, 45 Nobody would 21. ever say that while listening to you talk. TJ Finley. Can you name the other two schools TJ Finley uh, played at before his... Yeah, let's do in Auburn. There you go. That was actually really quick. <laughs> Good job, man. Way to go. I was Thanks. hoping you were going to think about that a little longer. <laughs> now I remember TJ Finley. You know this sport way better than I do. Uh, Kansas, 49, UNLV, 36. That game was too late at night, and I genuinely didn't want to watch it. Wildcat uh, doesn't work in this game. No, not at all. <laughs> um, Virginia Tech, dude. Yeah, uh, that's a 41-20 victory and another monsoon game, by the way. And a one that you called, because uh, yeah, I, yeah. I clearly see that you picked that on your bowl pick and I, I did. Was, I did. I've, I've been on a you little bit You and 26% of, of people picked that. Two, three, four, five, six. I've, I've, I've picked six straight games correctly. No big deal. No big deal. Although I think Boston College is about to ruin that for me. Um, yeah, there is a bowl game on right now. Mm-hmm. SMU, Boston College are on right now. Uh, but yeah, Virginia Tech, I mean, obviously, two wins with other head coach. Yeah, okay, you know, I forgot about that. But, but huge win for Virginia Tech. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Burke, shout out, dude. I, I hope you had a good time. I'm very glad you weren't at that absolute rain game. Uh, West Virginia beats North Carolina. Jeez, th- I didn't realize how bad it got. 30-10 to 10 in the Dukes-Mayo Bowl. Uh, I th- oh, gosh. Uh, that's a great play. <laughs> Evan Brown, is that West Virginia's coach's name? Please help me. Westford, uh, he's the one that almost got fired a couple years Brown, ago. Yeah, um, yeah, he got the mayo dunk and wasn't like I get you're not like enthused about it, right? No mm-hmm. one wants mayonnaise dumped on him, but like he was such a wet blanket about it, and then he was like, "Well, I mean, obviously I'm not excited about it, but the really cool thing is, and one of the reasons why this is such a great sponsor is they're donating such and such to the you know Morgantown Food Bank." And I'm like, "That's really great." Could you pep up a little <laughs> Can bit? Can you say that a little, with a little bit more like, appreciation you in your You kind of sound like a, like, I don't know. Like, it just bothered me because I'm like, dude, your team just won a game after you nearly got fired last year. They're probably just jacked to do that for you, and you were just a total jerk about it. <laughs> like, they've been looking forward to this, and you're just like, wow, wow, wow. USC 42-28 over Louisville. I don't think either of us saw that coming unless you watched uh, Louisville's, like, entire offense in the ACC title game. Um... No, I do feel like on our last podcast I predicted USC, but I wouldn't have thought that it was a blowout either way. And I would have thought that they, I, I, I obviously didn't see the backup I at USC. I would call it a blowout. Throwing for five and running for one. It looked like a blowout based on uh, based on the final score, but really it was a lot closer than it looks. Oh, you yeah, you're hitting me with the Louisville. You had to watch the game to understand this Louisville, one. No, that's not what I was trying to do. That's not what I was trying to do. No, I'm saying I'm proud of you. Louisville's just not good. Yeah. And they gave Florida State fits. Hey, how about Tate Rodemaker transferring? What about that? <sighs> yeah, you should have seen the mood at, uh, around the family at Christmas oh, after that boy. news was popping out. I mean, it's just... <laughs> that's, a, that's a defeated... Why I mean, was that's he... Just... So, have we heard why? Because, he... I mean, he... He... there. You could... I don't think he's making the worst decision for him. What's he supposed to do? Go and put awful tape on 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 the field for teams to watch him against Georgia? Like, I know it's an opportunity, but FSU was very publicly looking for his replacement. I mean, very publicly looking for his replacement, and and every single day, more and more of those quarterback spots get eaten up, and he just needs so to go you, ahead and put his name out there so think, he can be recruited. You think Florida State was never going to give him a shot? Florida State is not giving him it. They're they're very pu- very publicly going after DJU, um, and uh, and Cam Ward, 
and are favored to land at least one of them. Doing it a week before the bowl game is rough. Now, he shouldn't have waited as long as he did, but he also kind of was getting to learn the news as we were, what FSU was doing. So Yeah, so I, I don't know. That's it's just... tough. I mean, I hate it. I hate the situation. That's And, and I was going to kind of wait till the end of our bowl discussion, but you're getting closer to it, and we can just kind of wrap up the next two games if we want. Hold but on, like, we, do, we do have a comment I want to get to. Don't forget your point. Okay, yeah. Transfer portal needs to have a deadline. Parker and I talked about this last night. He just commented that. I agree. Make it like a baseball trade deadline. Your transfer portal deadline is November 1st. You get the majority of the season, mm-hmm. but then you've got to tell us. And then if not, you got to wait till after the season. What do you think about that? I think I shouldn't have thrown that ball. Yeah, that was a bad ball. Um, Sorry. I, th- I, don't, I don't know what the, the, the fix, quote-unquote, is for this. Like uh, The easy thing would be is if you can just say, we don't care at all about academics and... Um, the transfer portal window won't close until after bowl season. And then boom. Then no teams have to deal with the fact that players are entering the portal and are lo- no longer part of the team. It'll just be like an ex- you know the season. The- It'll start when the off season starts. Yeah. And not. It's just it. But then again, I mean, these are technically most ninety nine percent of the players entering the transfer portal aren't doing it to help their. I mean. To a point, they're NFL prospects. They're still students. They're probably not turning into NFL superstars. Yeah. They are still here to get a degree. Whether or not you want to say it, whether or not they're fishing for NIL, when they leave their school, it's, it's, it's what did you oh, do in geez. college? So, I don't know. They're supposed to be in class. It's hard to, to really yeah. move that. I don't know what the answer is. Anyway, sorry. What were you going to say? That was, that was I it. kind of built on it. Okay. it it's, it's like, how did, I mean, can you, can you conceivably move the portal period till after? after bowl season or is that mess with the academic side too much and do we even care is sort of the point I was going to say and ask the chat if that's something that they think is worth feasible? discussing feasible yeah is that a fix or is that or are we just gonna, are people going to be saying that but it's not actually plausible yeah chat pipe in let us know let us know uh, okay uh, Mike Gundy had a perm at the game last night I don't, I don't know I how this? else to talk to you about <laughs> what happened last night, except Mike Gundy had a perm. <laughs> and if you haven't seen it, just go to Twitter and search Mike Gundy perm, and it will come <laughs> up. Like, I swear, it was like curled, it looked over gelled, and that was the most exciting thing that happened in that game last night. We don't, we don't, we don't appreciate him enough sometimes. Uh, he's something else, man. Uh, his son is named Gunner, too. Anytime I hear that last name, it's going to be some ridiculous. Wait, I'm trying to think. I think I heard a name. Somebody's having a name like that. I'm, I'm going to keep going. So. Yeah, you only had 20-second drive. Gunner Gundy. That's on his, like, that's his Christian name. Yes. Gunner Gundy. Gunner. G-U-N-N. I'm pretty sure it's A-R. Of course it is, because it's Gun. That's highbrow comedy. If I was, that's highbrow comedy. I was sorry. I was trying to think of my own thing. Make the God. joke again for me. I said, <laughs> "It's Gunner with an AR because, of course, it is Gun." Come on. That's not bad. Come on. That's not bad. All right. <laughs> He's not named Gunak. Ak. Uh, I'm on fire today. <laughs> I I hate myself. Uh, okay. Murder. No, no muck duck. Uh, the office. Shout out. Proud sponsor. Uh, Miami and Rutgers just started too, but uh, right now, oh nope. Boston College just beat SMU in Fenway Park because that's a great place to have a bowl game. Did you get that one? No, no. That's a, that one's to the L side. That's okay. You're probably still winning. Uh, never pick the G5 against the P5 because G5 doesn't matter. 
take that for us. Just looking at the chat to see how quickly he would respond. Um, but no, like bowl season every year, it just becomes the like, the gap becomes so much more apparent to me. And then you'll have one UCF upsets Auburn <laughs> and they lose their minds. And, and here's the thing is, not to bring it back to transferring, but it's not just the bigger schools that are like, and that's what a lot of people thought the transfer portal would mean. Every team in the country at this point of the year, other than the four in the playoffs, are dealing with that attrition. Yes. And then as soon as the playoffs end, Michigan, Ohio State, not, well, not Ohio State, but Michigan and Washington and Alabama and Texas, they're all going to have the same exact thing. There's going to be a huge exodus. Yep. Yep. All right. Let's move on to the playoffs, shall we? Joe Milton's not even playing in the Tennessee game, which makes watching Nico a little bit, you know, intriguing. But well, you get what I'm saying. That's the Tennessee hype train's going to be huge after he drops like 300 yeah, goes against and, Iowa. Right, goes um, and destroys Iowa as they should and will, and then they're going to get the the hype train's going to get kicked which, out. Which, by the That'll way, be fun. I'm excited to see how he plays. Don't tell me about the great Iowa defense. I'm tired of it. I'm tired. I'm so tired of hearing about the Big Ten. I'm so tired of hearing about the Big Ten that has had a champion from the same division how many years in a row now? Iowa holds Tennessee to 10, how do you feel about that statement you just made? What'd you say? If, if Iowa holds Tennessee to like 10, 14. Then, yeah, I'll, they're not going to do that. Then Iowa's the best they team in the country this year. They will year. not do that in the first half, brother. <laughs> there's, there's just... Hasn't their defense lost a lot of players? Okay. Okay. To Pete Utley. Pete Utley, dude. Pete Utley, I'm just dropping dimes. No big deal. Gunslinger life. We've only thrown... Five incompletions, but one of them was a really bad pick. Gunslinger life. Uh, okay. Uh, trying to score. Let's talk about the playoffs, shall we? Again. Let's get into the playoff, yes. Um, which game shall we talk about first? Let's do one re uh, No, let's do Texas-Washington. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Sorry if you're on pod. Jalen Milrow just No, if you're on if you, and you're from again. stream, we're playing oh that as the replay. gosh. What happened? I wasn't paying attention to the read option, so I didn't hold down A, because oh. I should have held that off. Oh, okay. Right? Gotcha. And then... Bah! Oh, my gosh. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. He just clotheslined a six foot four, like, 220-pound dude. Yikes. Okay. Um, Texas-Washington. X-factor in this game, obviously, is the quarterback play. Correct? Yes, for sure. I think the other X-factor comes into the offensive line play. I think Texas is a lot deeper up front. I think they're really, really good in the trenches. I think they've proven that in pretty much every single game except Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. um, the last two times both these teams played uh, was last year in a bowl game. That's right. They did play last year in their bowl. Um, Washington came up big and won. I don't think that matters right now, but people are bringing it up a lot. So yeah. I felt like we needed to as well. I think... This is tough because we talk about Michael Penix on this on this pod a lot. Yeah. And we talk about him in the vein of, well, he's not good. No, that's not right. He's not outstanding until they need him to be. And then every time they needed him to be, he looks like Brett Favre. He looks like, like yeah. Mike Fitz. That's kind of how he's been. That is like exactly he's how he's been. insanely good when he's needed to be good. And then in games that they should coast by people, he's been very average. Mm-hmm. So let's say we get the Michael Penix that's very good. Okay. Okay, let's just go ahead and say that. What does Washington need to do to win the game? Uh, they need to play very crisp and clean and quick. I think that the main thing that they're... They haven't played a defensive line like they're facing against Texas uh, in all their games. I, I think that the big thing that's going to change the factor of this game is what Texas 
their defensive line is going to be able to do to disrupt what Michael Penix wants to do. So if they can do, you know, run, not to bring it to my own team, but run a, a Miami Dolphins-esque offense, get that ball out of his hands before Tefondre Sweat can get there and hit him with the quick and get the ball to O'Dunn's and, and do all that, but do it quickly, smartly, and not have turnovers, then they'll win it. Then they can win it. Yeah. But I think the Texas's D-line is going to be the reason they do win. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think Texas is going to win as well. Um, I just think there's too many weapons mm-hmm. on that team. Now, granted, if you sit here and ask me, you know, before conference championship weekend, who I think had the better offense, Oregon or Texas, I probably would have said it's a push. Mm-hmm. Um, and Washington handled Oregon's offense pretty well. It did. Uh, and I oh, think defensively, Washington's not as bad as people. I think they Bo need Nicks, more credit. I think I think I Bo Nix has been a little bit more consistent than Quinn Ewers this year. Now, granted, Quinn Ewers has had bigger wins this season. Uh huh. Um, so I don't I don't really know what to think about this game. Um, I do think Texas is going to win. I think it's going to be a lot closer than people realize. What's the line right now on that game? Yeah, I know it's moved, so I actually couldn't tell you what it is as of this morning. Give me a second. It has both lines for both playoff games have moved quite a bit. We're, I don't even know where Bama is right now. I know it was one uh, and a half. It's in one and a half one. in Michigan's favor. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a, yeah, uh, Vegas likes uh, a four-point win for Texas with an over-under of 64 and a half. They're expecting a lot of offense in this game. I actually think that over-under is a little bit high. Um, given how good Texas's defense is, how good and strong they are up front, how they can play in the trenches. Um, I think it's a bit high. I do think the number's about right. I could see Texas winning this by a touchdown, um, and, and four seems about right on a neutral field. Yeah. I would like four. I would, I would take Texas to cover that as well. Okay. Uh, and and that's, that's still me saying that I do think that people have started to underrate, or a lot of the, the talk I see on social media, maybe not the talking heads, but a lot of the talk that I've seen breaking down the game so far has a little bit been underrating what Washington's been capable of doing and can do. I think that they're a better team than they're being given credit for. That said, I think that Texas is just so much better. Yeah, and I think Texas is going to come out hungry. I think Sark, you give Sark a month to call up plays, mm-hmm. you're in trouble, period. Yeah, I remember what he did in the championship games. There's, there's, there's playoffs and championship games. Two, year Bama. There's two guys that I think are extremely dangerous when you give them a month, and one of them is Sark, and the other one's Lane Kiffin. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's where I'll leave that. Um, now, the other game, we have a little bit of a vested interest in. Michigan, Alabama, Rose Bowl. It doesn't get bigger than this. What you thinking? The two winningest college football programs of all time. Going head-to-head in the sport's most iconic venue. This is as big as the playoff will ever get. Yeah. Not a national championship, a playoff game. This is as big as it'll ever get. Um, You've got Alabama who's, and I think successfully now, after beating Georgia uh, in the SEC title game, trying to thwart the narrative that the dynasty is dead. I think they are desperate to do that. And that they didn't belong in to begin with. Yes. I think you have a Michigan team who is desperate to get to a title game. They've been so close for how many years in a row that they are desperate to get there. This is their year. There's the, that, this is the program that senses that this is what we've been waiting Josh for. Josh Pate said it on late kick. I kind of agree with him. I think there's a ton of pressure on, uh, not a ton. I think there's more pressure on Michigan than there is Alabama in this game. There is. Um, they have a coach that might be flirting with the NFL soon. It could be. And with the amount of BS that the NCAA has thrown at him this year, 
I don't know very many people who would blame him if he left. I know that Pete Carroll did once upon a time. Uh, so I, I will say um, there's a little bit more pressure, I think, on Michigan to get the job done now. Um, what they definitely don't want is a situation like last year. And I don't think this game really compares to last year because Alabama's a much better team than yeah. the TCU team was. Right. But where, oh, yeah, you give somebody a month to prepare against Jim Harbaugh and he gets boat raced. Mm -hmm. Right. They don't want that narrative. Um, so I think the pressure is there for Michigan. Now, granted, when the pressure has been there for Michigan in the last two or three years, except for that TCU game, they've answered the bell pretty soundly. Mm -hmm. um, especially the rivalry games against Ohio State, any game against Penn State that they've had, because those are the only two teams in that conference that really challenge or do anything. And even two years ago when they lost to Georgia in their semifinal game, yep. they didn't play them as poorly, definitely not as poorly as they did against no. TCU. No, absolutely not. Yeah. No, they didn't. Um, so that's sort of the headlines going into the game. Um, I think Alabama is super hungry to get this done. I think they want to make it back to the championship game. Um, they've, they've had a lot of, of uh, naysayers all season. <laughs> mm -hmm. All season long it's been, well, Alabama's not good enough to do XYZ. They're not good enough to beat Georgia because they barely beat an Auburn team who's very bad. You know, before that, they're not good enough to win the SEC West. Because you know, look what they did against uh, look what they did against USF. Uh -huh. How they played against Texas in week two. They're just not there. They're not going to have the horses. And every single time something's been said like that, again they've answered the call, and they've said, "Okay, watch this, right? Okay, you think we're going to lose to Georgia because Auburn nearly beat us, and we need a fourth and thirty-one. Let's face it, hail mary to win that game." Um, I'm insane right now. I'm insane right now. We should have really just started back. Justice Haynes all season, um, honestly. So. They've answered that call, and I think they're hungry to do it again. We talked about the quote from Jalen Milrow earlier about, well, people don't think I should be a quarterback, all this and that. Um, I think the closer we get to the game, the bigger this is going to feel. Because I don't know about you, I haven't felt the full weight and gravity of this game. There's been a lot of distractors and other discussions other than the game itself that, that's we, helped prevent it. We hit New Year's Eve, it's going to be huge. Mm -hmm. it, it's going to feel massive, this game. Yeah. Um, all that said, let's talk about injuries first. You've got a uh, sorry, <laughs> sorry if you're listening. <laughs> sorry if you're listening to that podcast. No, I just, I just, you just got our quarterback injured. Just tore Jalen Melrose ACL. <sighs> Ty Butner, get in there. Show everybody you're the best lacrosse player that's ever lived. Um, sorry for. It'd be interesting if he if he ends up being injured as we close this out. Yeah, um, the season. Yeah, that could be really bad. Sorry, Brick. I left the injuries on for a reason. Makes it interesting. It really do to view. Um, Michigan's got an offensive lineman, an All-American, who is questionable for the game. Mm -hmm. Alabama uh, has Chase McClellan, questionable for the game. I haven't heard anything about the status of Dallas Turner or Kool-Aid McKinstry. I assume they're both fine. Yeah, I, I think that they're um, supposed to be ready to go. I think, looking back on it, this is the least injured I can remember an Alabama team heading into a playoff. I hadn't thought about it, but you're absolutely correct. Um, uh, everybody that was hurt at one point is mostly back. Yes. Nobody had season enders. You know, like Malachi Moore was out for a few weeks, and they started to feel his, and then, and then they figured it out with Adam, and then when he came back, it was just a bonus. Um, yep. Other guys, that kind of, in the long run, actually ended up helping the team, uh, just without their experience that came in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's where we are with injuries. Now let's get into the game. I see this game going in one of two ways. Mm -hmm. And it all hinges on whether or not Michigan can run the ball if Alabama's defense can stop the run. 
If Michigan is able to run the ball, it is going to be a very, very long night for Alabama. Mm-hmm. If they run Just the like ball the way that Auburn did, it is going to be a long night. I don't think that it's impossible for them to win if Michigan is successful in running the football. Yeah. But they're then going to need Jalen Milrow to play an A-plus LSU-style game, uh-huh. right? Like he did against LSU, not in the current version we're playing in NCAA 14, but in real life. Yeah. Um, they will need that from him if Michigan is able to establish the run. He has not shown he can do that since the LSU game. Mm-hmm. Uh, since Chattanooga, I should say. Um, because remember, the Iron Bowl, he didn't look great. The SEC title game, he had some big plays, don't get me wrong, and he made the throws he needed to make. But there were a lot of plays in that game where we were sitting there with our hands up like, yeah. what are you doing, man? Yeah. Um, so that's one way the game could go. The other way the game could go is Michigan cannot establish the run, and they have to lean heavy on J.J. McCarthy. That's what we want to happen. That's what Alabama wants to happen. Until you get a J.J. McCarthy, Stephen Garcia appearance, <laughs> because that could also happen. Um, so I think that's sort of what the game hinges on, is actually Michigan's offense. Because uh-huh. I think Alabama's offense is pretty chalk. We know essentially what they're going to be. What they're going to be, what they can do, and turnovers is really just the main thing. But they haven't been, that hasn't been a problem for a while. So you were talking about, and I want you to sort of uh, continue on this thought process. You were talking about uh, how... On Twitter, you've seen a lot of people underrating Michigan. Mm-hmm. Maybe overrating Alabama. I will tell you what I've seen on ESPN. Okay. And because they always do this, I actually really do like the format of the ESPN bowl game halftime shows because they're pretty consistent. Uh-huh. Let's talk about the game. Okay, we're going to bring in this pundit on this day. Whatever, whatever. There it is, right? Mm-hmm. So they've all been talking about comparing stats and defensive rankings and total defense. Which is fair if you're using metrics that show how good the offenses are against those defenses. Yeah, I was going to say. Now, I think Michigan's defense is very good. I want to be very upfront when I say that. I think they are one of the best defenses in the country. That was an incredible pass. That was such a good pass. Um, 6,000 yards of offense in this season. Coach, great job. Uh, So I think their defense is phenomenal. I think their defensive backfield is super deep. Really, really impressive, right? We're just going to nail this ball out. Yeah, we are. Switch this back. And I think it's going to be a long night for Jalen Milrow trying to decipher a defense that's had a month to prepare for his game and his style. Now, mm-hmm. granted, I think Tommy Reese has done a great job opening up the playbook um, and calling plays for Jalen Milrow uh, with, on the ground with his legs um, to be able to make something happen that way. So I'm not really buying the like Michigan defense ranking as a reason why they would beat Alabama. Yeah. Okay. I still think they could. Like I said, they're a very good defense, okay? Um, but I, I'm just, I'm not sure that, oh, that's a play that, oh, Pete Utley. Pat Utley? I think it was Pete. Pete? Uh, I'm just not sure that's the metric we need to look at. I yeah. think it's a lot more Michigan's offense. So what have you been seeing on Twitter as far as the underrating? Because I haven't seen that as much. It's more of, it's more of you know, when, when Alabama gets in, it's the, the, the attitude kind of goes over to, oh, we let them in, now they're going to go win the whole thing. And, you know, Alabama fans are obviously very uh, feeling very confident with the way I wanna, that I wanna check injuries. With they're playing. Um, yeah, you, you scroll around. I'm, I'm taking this off. Yeah, uh, go ahead. You know, there's, I, I'd say it was, it's an overconfidence, and this is mostly from Alabama fans, an overconfidence on the Alabama side of things, that they're just going to do, be able to do exactly what we've been able to do because we've been doing it really well, um, and underrating Michigan's ability to beat Alabama on their own. Right. 
I think Michigan, I think Alabama fans have been underrating what Michigan can do. They are plenty capable, plenty talented, plenty well coached, all of the above with plenty athletes to give Alabama a bad day, to beat Alabama on their own volition, and to beat them without having to go, well, Alabama wins if they can't turn the ball over. Michigan is capable of forcing Alabama to play that way. Big time. And it's not just to be like, well, we lost because we could beat ourselves. No, Michigan is able to punch Alabama in the face if they don't come out with the right attitude. Yep. Um, I think it's going to be a close game. I don't think that Alabama is going to roll over Michigan. I don't really see... Oh, I, I think Michigan's too good to be completely rolled over by Alabama. Agreed. I think the game will be at least less than eight. And I would lean it more towards a three-point, four-point win for whoever wins this one. Um, which right. is why I think the line of, oh, good, Melrose fine. fine. Yep. Which was a little change I wanted to make on the uh, depth chart. I think we're going to try something now with our team. Uh, so, yeah, no, and I think you bring Because our offense has been struggling. I think you bring up a really, really good point, which is... Um, like, like, this Michigan team is the best version of a Michigan team like this that they've put on the field in, hey, Jade, in months. Mm-hmm. Months. Geez. Yeah. Years. Seasons. I think this is the best iteration of this team um, that we've seen since 2020, right? Uh, I think this is the type of game that Harbaugh likes playing. I think that he has a very underrated quarterback in J.J. McCarthy that a lot of people, for some reason, don't think is very good. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they see him more of a game manager. I know you and I don't see him that way. You know, I, think you I did back, for a while, but you I, go I've back changed and watch, my tune a good bit on that. You go back and watch film this year, and you watch what happens when he gets outside the pocket. Yeah. There's no part of that that's a game manager. A game manager is Greg McElroy. Mm-hmm. He is not Greg McElroy, right? Okay. Um, so I, I think this is going to be a lot closer than people will give it credit I think whatever team wins, I'm I am not joking. It is a three point victory. One and a half. That line's weird. I don't like one and a half lines. I think the lowest. <laughs> it's basically line, a pick 'em, but we right. kind of think Michigan. Like like I think a line should never be lower than two and a half. Yeah. Because it's just that's not football. Because it's because it's not baseball. Yeah, we're not playing baseball right? today. Like, we're playing football. I, I just I don't get it. So I'll but wake again, up. It makes you think. I will wake up one day and I will think Michigan, and I'll wake up the next day and I'll think Alabama, and I flipped my. Thought process on this back and forth quite a bit. I, today is an Alabama day. I think Alabama is going to win this game. I think with a month to prepare, with Tommy Reese and an offense like Jalen Milrow, the way that he's blossomed, and again, hasn't been dominant the yeah. last few weeks yeah. of the season, but hopefully could reset some things there. They can work through some of that. Um, I, I don't know if Michigan's been challenged other than one game this season. And I think you look at Alabama's season and they've been challenged every single, you know, every two weeks for some different reason somewhere or another, whether it's playing really tough teams on the road like A&M, yeah. playing really tough teams at home like Tennessee and Texas, playing against a team that has won 29 straight games and knocking them off in the SEC title game. I think that test has been there for Alabama a little bit more. And I think if there's a world where Alabama gets a lead in this game, the panic could start setting in for Michigan a little bit more. Now, granted, I hope so. Michigan's one game where they have been really, truly tested was a huge rivalry game win. And Alabama it was impressive. They had a very impressive win. Mightily. Yes, that very same rival. week. So It might have been overlooking Auburn again, a little bit. Again, yeah. this game is a toss-up. I, I don't know how you can definitively say, oh, it's Alabama, it's Michigan. No. No, sometimes it's it's both. 
And tomorrow, I swear I'm going to wake up and be like, why did I say Bama's going to win that game? <laughs> why did I say that? I'm sticking with Bama, too, so if, we're, if we're looking for spoiler alerts. Uh, we've got Brandon, Michigan fan. I haven't felt good about this game since it was announced. Flashback to two years ago against Georgia. I mean, yeah, the makeup of those two teams looks really similar. I just think this Michigan team has changed so much. I think Harbaugh has finally gotten the, the dudes that he wants. Yeah. Um, Blake Corum's an absolute dog. That's why you, when you were saying about Alabama or whether or not Michigan's going to be able to run the ball, I kind of assume that Michigan will because I don't think you stop Edwards and Corum fully. I just don't you know. You can, who I suppose, at once upon a time, Alabama shut down two really good running backs named Chubb and Michelle in a big game, I, in a big playoff game. But I mean, I just. So I have to kind of default that they're going to be able to run the ball a little bit. I think it's when Alabama is able to stop them two times in a row. Will they also be able to stop J.J. McCarthy on a third and seven? Mm-hmm. How many times will right. they be able to stop him on third down? Right. Yes. Yeah, I think Alabama's defensive game plan is obviously stop the run early and get them into third and medium, third and long situations, yeah. right? Um, and then apply pressure. And then apply pressure. I think applying pressure is a huge part of this game. I think there needs to be smart blitzing in this game from Alabama. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of time in the, uh, especially in the Iron Bowl, there was That's a lot of... seals whole thing, though. There was a lot of emotional blitzing. We are going Fair to enough, we yeah. are going to send the dogs yeah. because if we get a sack here, we turn the tide of the game. Yeah. Not because it's the smart analytic thing to do. That can't happen in this game. Yeah. JJ McCarthy is good enough to stand in the pocket and burn you deep. He is. Or hit a quick out route and get eight, nine yards. What's the weather supposed to be like? Do we know? Is it too far out probably it's Pas- still? It's Pasadena. Yeah. It's it's gonna be sunny, sixties. It's Pasadena. Wish we were there. I do too. <laughs> I'm sure they're so bad. Anybody who wants to Venmo us for tickets. <laughs> oh man, can you imagine? Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, you're gonna be in your cabin. This is the one you're, I was. You're gonna be on vacation anyway. Uh, yeah. You're gonna be living the life. That's true. On top of the world. That's true. Uh, so here's one thing that I will say about this game, and this this got me this got me thinking a little bit. Do you remember? It was like really fan. And I, again, people are reading way too far into it. But yeah. the footage that came out when they announced Michigan was playing Alabama. Mm-hmm. The collective, uh, there was this very initial reaction that I don't think Michigan really prepared for either. So, Mike Tyson always used to say, like, if you go back and watch Tyson fights mm-hmm. before the fight, his walkout routine, as soon as the other dude walked out, he stared him down. He stared him down from the minute he got out of his little locker room that he could see him. Mm-hmm. He looked him in the eyes, didn't move. They meet in the middle before a fight, stares at him, doesn't move. And in his book, he talks about the first guy who is going to lose is the one that blinked or looked away. Yeah. And he said, I never blinked and I never looked away. And in the time that I was doing that, I didn't lose. That goes hard. That goes really and hard. that, to me, that was like, that, again, I will wake up tomorrow and think, oh, Michigan's going to win by 10. But they blinked, dude. Mm. I just, I, I don't know. I can't believe we're sitting here talking about this after the season that we had. There's no, yeah, so that's another thing we I can't even believe we're like, sitting here talking about this Week three, right now. you and I had a conversation where we were like, okay, well, Ty Simpson, step up. Fan bases of every other team are going to listen to me right now and just roll their eyes, but I swear to God, I uh, really, Crymore, get good. really, yeah, I really cannot believe this is something we're discussing. God forbid, two of the best friends in the whole world. Please stop Alabama from going to the playoff if you want, I don't know. I mean, yeah, just win more. Jeez. Just beat Alabama more. Uh, but no, seriously, we, we this is gravy on We're top. tied nothing-nothing against, or was it 3-3 against USF at halftime, and here we are now talking about the Rose Bowl against Michigan. Holy yep. cow, what a season. Yep. Yeah, things can change. Things can change. So, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I feel like it's Bama today. Tomorrow I could feel like it's Michigan. Uh, it's going to be a lot of can Michigan establish the run? 
can Alabama extend on defense and get them in those third and medium, third and get longs? Get them off the field, On yeah. the flip side of the ball, Jalen Milrow's got to get going with his legs early. Mm-hmm. I think they've got to start keeping guys honest. You have to keep a spy on Milrow. If you keep a spy on Milrow and he's able to pick you apart over the middle, because uh, I do think Alabama's offensive line has gotten a lot better. Granted, Michigan's defensive front seven is awesome. <laughs> they are so I good. I think if there's any players that I, that I think need to step up in this game that we haven't seen much of yet. Um, uh, for Alabama? Yeah, or not seen much of, but just, yeah, I mean, other guys outside uh, of Milrow, especially on the offense that I'll, I'm looking I'll give at. You, I'll give you two. Okay. I think C.J. Dupree and I think Jace McClellan both need to have dynamite games. Not... Jay, yeah, Seth McLaughlin's a good call. Jay says Jay, Seth McLaughlin, that's not a bad answer, but at the same time, he hasn't showed us he can be good all season. But so. he, he's a turnover swing, man. He can, he can cause a turnover all on his own, and you never want that from an offensive lineman. So I don't disagree with you, but I don't want to forget my thought. I think Dupree and McClellan yeah. need to be great in blocking. Mm-hmm. They don't need to be great receivers. And we need McClellan to run hard. Or yeah. Roydell, whoever it is. Whoever Alabama's it is. running back. They need to step up. And yeah. they have to be that guy that shuts down a blitz. Or that is a quick option, you know, on a on a dip out out in the flat. Um, that that has to be there. So give me your score prediction. So I'm looking up the line right now. The most the most up to date. The most up to date line, because again, we said earlier. And over under. It's, it's Michigan one and a half. Uh, What's our over under? Look at the preview right now. The over under is set at 46 and a half. Was that an implied 24-23? Yeah, a 20. Uh, yeah, about a 25-23 win for Michigan if they cover. I think, okay, let's I'll ask keep it, it around there. I would put it at about 24 21. How many points do you think Alabama needs to score to win this game? I think it's 27. To comfortably win, I would say, yeah, give me, give me three touchdowns and a field goal. Yeah. I, or a couple field goals. Like, get it as close to 30 as you can. 27 is a good one to say there. Now, Michigan is, is capable of putting up a lot more if they can, keep, if they can really run the ball. Yeah. Um, they're definitely capable of scoring. But I, I think I would, if you tell me that Alabama can score 27, I would feel very good about their chances of winning. Yep. Yep. I agree with you. Um, so your score prediction is what? I would say 24-21 Bama. I'm going to go 30-27 Bama. And tomorrow I'm going to wake up and text you 34-27 Michigan. There we go. Neither of us is predicting a loss in the playoffs because you can't convince me to ever do that. So we've done, well, we've done this podcast for 10 years and they've lost in the semifinals how many times? Is it just the one? In the semifinals? Is, we it just doing, the, is, just, is it just the Ohio State one? We were not doing the podcast then. Oh, I suppose. Yeah, I guess we hadn't started it yet. They haven't lost a playoff semifinal since we started doing this okay. podcast. Yeah, and fair enough. And we're not one to pick against a trend. That's never been this possible. <laughs> That's true, yeah. Absolutely. So, sorry. We put Alabama in the playoff this year. Why? <sighs> because they make it every year. Because they make it every year. All right. Yeah. Uh, anything else you want to mention? i got to take a scout to the vet here in a minute. Yeah, I know we're getting closer to, to, yeah. our, to our adult life now. Um... We do love you guys. Podcast, that'll do it. If you want to stay on and hang out with us for a minute on Twitch, I think we're going to hang out. But podcast, thank you for listening. We love you guys so much. 55-minute pod, dude. That's it. 55 minutes. In and out, baby. That's it. We love you, pod.